This isn't your typical podcast for working moms. This is Bad Moms in Business, a podcast that believes that empowered women empower women. Here are your hosts, Bridget Robertson, Amanda Sharp, and Danielle Monahan. Welcome back to, well, what is a normal like season of Bad Moms in Business when Danielle isn't birthing a beautiful baby boy. We're back, guys. We're back. We're back. After a long break to honor Danielle's maternity leave, because we are such a huge cheerleader for healing after you have a child. It's very important. We are finally back to recording. Thank you for, you know, listening to any of our reruns for the people who actually did listen to the reruns. We had a few, uh, but I'm excited to be back in front of the screen with both of you beautiful ladies and hear about Danielle's birth a little bit and yeah. uh, just kind of give an update on what we're doing now that we're back at it. So I just wanted to, I just realized we're, I'm a bit rusty. Okay. It's been a minute since we've done this. How does my audio sound? My microphone is over there. I didn't even plug it in. I'm, you what am I doing? You sound beautiful. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. So I had a baby. Yes. And he is officially two months old. I'm not sure how that's happened so fast, but he's two months old and I'm getting no sleep. So like, don't look at the dark circles. I tried to cover it up. <laughs> we'll see. Beautiful. Yeah. So um, I go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Bridget. No, you go. No, you go. We're all rusty here. Okay. We're all just like, what is life? What do we do? I We're back on tricycles. <laughs> It's been so long. This is like episode one when we would step all over each other. I know. <laughs> so my question is, as far as your birthing experience went, because yeah. we talked in the past about your your birth story with Watson. How did that compare? Oh, and we didn't even tell our our audience what your baby's name is. So I guess oh, you should do yeah. that. Right. Okay. So his name is Jet Edison. And he was born on Valentine's Day at 2.50 in the afternoon, and he came late. I thought I would have bet every dollar I had that he was coming early. I was willing it to happen. I was wishing it to happen, but he came late. He came three days late, which I know is nothing, but still, it felt like 30 years. Like each day was like a decade. It was awful. Of course. (laughs) So how did your birthing experience differ with Jet than it did Watson? It was so different. So if anybody remembers with Watson, I had to be induced. They were telling me he was going to be massive. My blood pressure was spiking. For this pregnancy, I was on blood pressure medication from 12 weeks on, basically, because my blood pressure definitely started to spike, which uh, I was told that it, I will probably have high blood pressure for the duration of my life. And I am happy to say that I am off all blood pressure medications and I am doing just fine. So I'm going to still start my life and make changes to my diet and whatnot. But anyways, um, so it went completely different. Uh, Watson's was very traumatic, very awful, um, very painful and scary because my epidural wore off and like all, just all kinds of stuff. This one went insanely different. Um, I... I should have known that this is always how it was going to happen. Okay. Eminem basically put me in labor. Oh, <laughs> Super, Bowl. Super Bowl, right? Eminem, Dr. Dre, like, oh, mm, 
It was so good. I know it had mixed emotions. It was like the epitome, like everything in my adolescence built up to that moment. It was amazing. And um, I started, I had been having random contractions for like the last month or so. (laughs) Yeah, it was seriously, like it was so long that I was like, oh, is this it? Is this it? So when I started having contractions, like during the Super Bowl, you know, halftime show, I was like, oh, it's just because I'm excited and I'm up and dancing around and stuff like that. And, um, they started to get progressively worse and worse. And at like midnight, I was like, okay, I just need to go to bed in case this is really it. And, and I woke up at four, like, no, nope, this is happening. This is really, really happening. And so I had to go wake up Brandon and we had to get my mom ready and stuff like that. But I was like, I'm just going to take my time. I want to labor as much as I can at home. And, um, by eight o'clock, I was like, mom, you got to get over here to watch Watson because we got to go to the hospital. And, uh, yeah, we got to the hospital and at around eight 30, maybe nine, something like that. And I was dilated to like a four and a half and, um, they moved me into a different room. I labored there for a while. It started, I, I mean, feral noises were escaping, <laughs> were escaping me. I sounded like a wounded cat or something. I don't know. It was terrible. <laughs> sure I was scaring Brandon um but I did that for a while this is all probably TMI so if people don't want to hear this kind of stuff maybe don't um but uh, I have a super high cervix it's been a pain just for every you know with Watson and and even getting pregnant and all of that kind of fun stuff and so they were like man that cervix is still so high like we need that thing to drop so they had me on my hands and knees Mm -hmm. on the bed contracting and mm, Mm. my contractions went from an 88 to like an 888 like it was so wrong being on my hands and knees it was so bad and so finally I was like I cave I'm doing the epidural I can't do this at this point (laughs) at this point I had made it to an eight I dilated to an eight all on my own and I was like I can do this I can do this I can do this and then a contraction would come and I'd be like screw it I'm done I'm out tapping out um so I got the epidural and that kind of slowed things down a little bit. And then um, by <laughs> two, let's see, 2.48, I would say, I came in to get checked. And they were like, oh, okay, uh, have you been feeling pressure? I'm like, yeah, like a lot of pressure. And they're like, okay, well, baby's right here. So we're going to go ahead and push. <laughs> Within two pushes, maybe three, I don't even know. He was out. They had at one point they had to tell me to to stop pushing and slow down. Um, and because it probably would have been like a one push thing. <laughs> they were like, no, no you got to breathe through this. Like, let's just take this slow. And so because he came out so fast, he had a little bit of bruising on his face and like the back of his head and stuff. I felt really bad. Um, but it went so smooth and so crazy and so different. And so um, but after was very different. So with Watson, uh, you know, they put him on my chest and then they immediately like had Brandon cut the cord and he was taken from me and like all of that. Um, nothing like that happened. Thank God. Uh, they put him on my chest. It was perfect. We did the delayed cord clamping. He breastfed like a champ. Like I'm talking, his first feeding was over an hour long and they were like, this doesn't happen for newborns. This is crazy. Um, but, uh, my bleeding was not under control at all. And they were like, we don't know what's going on. We can't figure this out. I had nurses running in and out and stuff. And then, um, 
you know, you have help going to the restroom and stuff like that. And so at one point I had help and with what was seen, the nurse went running out of the room and sprinted down the hallway, like yelling <laughs> and stuff. They basically, they classified me as a hemorrhage um, because of, I don't know, there's a certain number that you have to hit. And I was like, just over it. It's something about 500. And I was at like 510. I don't know what any of that means. Um, and then uh, it turns out that when my placenta detached, part of it stayed inside. And so they had to give me all sorts of meds and stuff. I was terrified because I could have either, I've had a very manual thing done to me, very manual thing done to, to retrieve it or surgery. And um, with the manual thing, I was terrified because you get no pain meds, you get nothing. So here I just pushed out a baby and then they're going to, you know, go in and get it or surgery, which of course I don't want to do. I don't want to be away from my baby. I, you know, anything can happen in surgery. I was just terrified. And so I was a mess after, but it ended up passing on its own, um, later that day, thankfully. And then things just started to get better on their own. I'm so glad they gave your body just enough time to see if it could figure it out on its own yeah. before going that route, because our bodies are a magnificent thing if given mm -hmm. enough time, but obviously there's that fine line between too much time and yes. having something devastated happen, uh, sure. happen. Um, but the, uh, I was given some meds, but yeah, it was, it needed, you know, I needed a boost. But yeah. Yeah. You need a little help. Mm -hmm. Um, and the same with epidural, there's nothing wrong with getting that epidural. I, so I, both times with both of my pregnancies, I went in being like, I want to do this without, um, there is a huge difference for, at least there was for me between contracting when I was, um, induced versus not induced for the record, sure. very yes. big difference. Yeah. Um, but also it was such a relaxing thing. Once I did get the epidural, like, I don't, I don't want to go into like graphic detail for <laughs> For everybody, I'm sure nobody's interested in it. I've already done that now, but um, the 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 pushing difference was so incredible. Actually, having an epidural versus when Watson's had worn off about two hours prior to um, me delivering him, so it was so so different. And it was like, oh, I needed that. I needed that kind of like redemption story because I felt like his was pretty traumatic for me. Sure. Well, and the, the Pitocin contractions are much worse than like a, a, a natural night and day. I would have never made it to an eight. Okay. Being induced ever. I was at, well, I don't know if anybody remembers that story, but there were other reasons why I probably needed that epidural with Watson, but there is no way that I could have gone through those contractions. Yeah. Uh, well, we're just so happy that he's here um let the record show that I did suggest that she name him Marshall um aka Marshall Mathers Eminem I think her mom also recommended that yep. but we mm -hmm. were both shot down so yeah yeah and I think I had multiple names that were also shut down that I still will um say are great and I'll keep them secret just in case there's ever a need for you guys to use them <laughs> not I no. No, no, no. Literally <laughs> let the record show. I will not be birthing any more children. I'm out. I'm tapping out. Tapping out. Tapping out. I'm done. <laughs> so how has your family dynamic changed? I mean, obviously. Good question. Yeah. Obviously it's a crazy difference, but having one 
to two. It is. I was what are some things that have maybe surprised you. I wasn't thinking it was going to be that bad. I think I deluded myself into thinking that it wasn't going to be that bad. And even yeah. for like the first week, um, I think I was delusional and I was like, oh, it was so much harder going from one kid or zero kids to one kid. Uh, but no, no, that's not true. Mm -mm. Yeah. One to two is super hard. It's there's a lot of moving pieces. You know, you thought it took us a long time to get out of the house with one kid. Just try with two. He will find every excuse to not go in that car seat, spitting up, you know, you name it. Like <laughs> it's going to happen. Outfit changes. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I'm surprised about is I didn't know for sure how Watson was going to take it. I didn't know, like, he was so excited leading up to it, but like, once he got here, was he going to be like, ew, bye, mm -hmm. or was he going to love him? And he, he loves him so much. And I mean, almost every single day since he's been born, he says something along the lines of, I can't believe I'm a big brother, or I love my little brother so much. And it's just, it's great. He does, he, he is now getting better at it, but for a little bit there, we were acting out a little bit, I think because of the you know, there was two parents with 100% of their time focused on him. And especially me having to scale back because I'm breastfeeding and just attached to jet 24 seven. That's been a bit of a, an adjustment. Although I think I'm taking that harder than Watson is. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. And then I feel like I also forgot what lack of sleep feels like, and it sucks. It, I like um, that you can say that. Yeah. It, I think it's so important because we only hear the like snuggly, wonderful, mm -hmm. being a parent is amazing and newborns are wonderful stories, but newborns suck. It's they are hard. so hard. I mean, they're so great hard. and wonderful and snuggly. Mm -hmm. They're all of those things, yep. but they also keep you up all night. Mm -hmm. They demand 110% of your attention, which you know, going into, right? Oh yeah. But well, you can't, you can't quite comprehend it until you're in it. Yeah. Even like, I was like, oh, I'm going to remember this. This is fine. Of course it was hard. But then like you're in it and you're on two hours of sleep, you know, and you've had six hours of sleep all week. And you're just like, if one person looks at me the wrong way, I'm mm -hmm. going to snap. <laughs> so world, this is your friendly reminder that Danielle is coming off of having six hours of sleep a week. So <laughs> cross her wrong and she might snap on you. <laughs> I just think it's important. I, I remember someone telling me like, you know, it's okay to think that this is really hard and it's not all puppies and rainbows. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I thought I was a terrible mother for thinking that this really sucks a lot of the time. Well, and I think it's important to differentiate like the newborn doesn't suck. The infant doesn't suck. It's the phase, yes. it's the season that really stinks and is exhausting and sure. as many wonderful things that you endure going through it there are a lot of hard times plus hormones are trying oh. to regulate and how's that that's going a good point. that's a really good point so um with Watson I could tell you the moment my hormones crashed I could feel it I was like oh here we go here we go and it was not a depressive thing it was an anxiety thing being a first-time mom Mm -hmm. This time it's been much more gradual and it's been a thousand times better and easier. Um, I still have my moments, sure. lack of sleep when I'm, and when it's like a really rough night is, you know, my anxiety just spikes and I'm anxious about everything. Like, 
why is this chair sitting here? Like it's, it's a whole thing. Um, so it's been a thousand times easier compared to Watson's postpartum stuff. Good. When did you feel, go ahead, Bridget, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. When did you feel like Watson's that, like you said, you felt it crash, like how far Mm -hmm. after having Watson? About a week after. Was it it about the same timeline with Jet? Yeah, I would say so. It's kind of harder to tell with Jets because I feel like, um, first of all, I've been a thousand times busier (laughs) with Jet because I'm running around after, you know, a toddler at the same time. And then um, with Watson, we really kind of took time off from our business where this time we really didn't. Sure. So, I mean, we literally, we were working in the hospital, like listing houses (laughs) and stuff like I'm holding this brand, you know, newborn and we're ready to be sent out anyways. Um, and, uh, so I would say it was, it was much more gradual, but I would say around the same time, but I want to say it was within a week or so of Watson's. And I can remember sitting in the chair and like, I went from like this deliriously happy, like, oh my gosh, everything is perfect. I love this human so much. And then all of a sudden I was just sobbing. (laughs) I'm so anxious. Something's going to happen. It was awful. Yeah. I can remember driving to Aaron's very first checkup. You know, you take him to the pediatrician. They're like a couple days old. Mm-hmm. Like we get him in the car seat. We get in the car and we're driving. And I can remember where we used to live. We lived behind a YMCA. And as we hit the YMCA to go out onto like the main road, I just started crying. And I was like, what is this? Why am I crying? I don't know why I'm crying. It's awful. It is the worst. It is. And you can't control it. You can't. Mm-hmm. How, how's Watson been sleeping? Watson's been sleeping pretty well. Um, the first couple of days, it was, it was hard because I'm usually the one that would put him down mm-hmm. for bed. So like I would do the stories and the cuddling and stuff like that. And then that switched to dad. Um, and so that's been rough. And now that dad's a pro at it and Watson loves it so much. Now I'm like, but I miss him and I know that that's so ridiculous but that's that was just like especially during my pregnancy my pregnancy towards the end was really hard and really painful and stuff and I wasn't the fun parent like I couldn't just get down on the floor and be playing cards with them and chasing them and stuff like that he'd always want me to pick them up and run around and so I couldn't do any of that so I became like the snuggle parent like when you want to just chill come snuggle me and so immediately after birth I wasn't really able to do that a whole lot because I had this tiny little human that Watson would get, you know, a bit too, like, not aggressive, but like, I don't have to because I'm two years old. And yeah, Um, so it's been an adjustment, but he's doing really well. And I'm so thankful for that. Mm. And Jet sleeps way better than Watson did. Good. That was such... I mean, even up until the point where you had Jet, Watson was not sleeping through the night. Right. Mm -hmm. He's still, I mean, every once in a while he'll wake up now, but it's not very often. So I'm very, very thankful that that has kind of shifted for us. Um, Jet did have a lot of trouble sleeping. He has a dairy allergy or sensitivity or something. So because I'm breastfeeding, I had to cut out dairy from my diet, which I didn't think would be that big of a deal. Don't drink cow's milk don't really like cheese a whole lot. Um, you know, I'll eat pizza and stuff, which by the way, no pizza sucks. Yeah, I bet. But, and that, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. 
vegan cheese is the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my entire life. I have not gone that route yet. And because I don't really have a need to, because I don't really like cheese, but if I make my own pizza or something. They make a vegan pizza. It's like Daya brand. Don't sue me. Um, It's disgusting. Okay. Well, then I'll just get off my list. (laughs) But that's been really hard. Dairy milk is in everything. Like, I'm not even kidding when I tell you that we had to change our bread. What? Why is it in bread? Why? Did you know that McDonald's fries? I was just gonna like, like I'm sorry. Say that PSA about that. So don't, don't come for me on this, but in my opinion, McDonald's fries are the best fries. Yes. Yes. Are the best. Yes. And yes. I was dairy free for like a week. Things were getting better with his symptoms. His rash was going away. He stopped grunting and all of that. I got McDonald's fries and then he's grunting again. And I was like, what is, what did I eat? And we're like going back through everything. And so I was like, I'm just going to research this and just look it up only in the United States. It's like sprayed with milk after they're made or something like some sort of chemical is sprayed on them and it just happens to have milk in it. And I'm just like, what? Maybe chemical is probably not the right word. Like, don't sue me for saying this. Do you, everybody do your research, but like, <laughs> fries so now I can't eat anything and then I was just telling you guys right before we started that there's a local bakery that had dairy-free cookies that I bought because everybody's eating all of these delicious things around Easter and I can't have most of it and so uh, luckily my mom made me some stuff because she's an angel but so I bought these cookies and I ate them and now we're having like a rash flare up again and I'm like okay don't call something dairy-free if it's not Agreed. Agreed. But we were blessed enough to see little baby jet before we hit the recording button. And Mm -hmm. he was really interested in your food. So what I'm hoping for you is he will be so in love with regular food that maybe he won't want to nurse like long-term, you know, maybe, and then you'll be able to go back to your normal cheese, your pizza, and then he'll just have restrictions. For sure. So I, we just had his two month checkup and I talked to the pediatrician about it. And she said that, um, I can try to start incorporating it at six months. She said, usually by a year, it's completely gone. We do have friends who their child is lactose intolerant and had the same thing. So it may not go away. And then for Watson, I nursed him until he was 22 months. Like that's a long time for me to be dairy free, but I'm I have my good days and my bad days. Like most days I'm like, this is fine now. I'm used to it. It's cool. It's whatever. And then there are days that I'm like, this is awful. I know I'm talking a lot, but I will throw this out. If anybody is in this situation or is dairy-free for one reason or another, Ben and Jerry's makes dairy-free ice cream. That is incredible. I might not go back. Oh, yeah. Look at that. It's that good kind of expensive but it's worth it well and if you're just eating it anyway that is fantastic I think it's so important for people who have food allergies to have something that's wonderfully wonderful you know because Mm -hmm. restrictions really stink and if any of our listeners have any tips to some other great products that are dairy-free or any like Danielle said who would have thought a McDonald's fry would have dairy, any like warnings to send to us, send Mm -hmm. them our way because we would love to help Danielle and baby jet. 
Yes. Seriously, it's it's been hard. Oh, and then also Oreos. Oreos have been vegan since their creation, which I thought was super interesting. I did not expect that. When I was like on Pinterest, like what are dairy-free snacks? Because I'm a snacker. Like this is what I do. I snack. (laughs) Which is so funny because Oreos number one like thing is dipping it in milk. Right. And like the the cream, the, the center, like the white part, like what if that's what? I guess I just assumed that that had some sort of dairy product in it, you know, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, I guess when I eat an Oreo, I don't think too much about what the inside is actually. Yeah. <laughs> Oreos, vegan, McDonald's fries, dairy. What? Yeah. That's I'm not true. bitter about it though. It's fine. Not I don't eat no. When I was a vegetarian, I couldn't eat McDonald's fries because they fry them in beef lard. Maybe that's why they so still cool. do that. I think so. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. So there are lots of reasons maybe why McDonald's I fries. I shouldn't not, eat McDonald's yeah. fries. Yeah. I had no idea that they did that. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, how many vegans out there are having dairy and they don't even know. But if they're doing that, then. They're just so good. And I'm really not that concerned <sighs> that they can be alive for 30 years and not get mold. I'm really, I'm not that concerned about that. Yeah, I don't care. I don't oh, care about no, that either. I don't care. Like, it freaks me out a little bit. It does. Well, but I mean, freaks me out, but you know what? That's okay. I don't sometimes you just need a McDonald's Coke because there's something about their Coke machine or diet Coke and then a fry. So side note on that, and then I'll stop. But the, the <laughs> Could McDonald's, you shut up, Danielle? I know, seriously, I've just been chatting this whole time. I've been trapped in this house for the last two months, you know, oh. so like, this is my outlet. Um, McDonald's Coke. Well, I don't know what they do that is so different, but I mostly stopped drinking pop a while ago. I don't even know how long it's been at this point. LaCroix is my jam. That's what helped. I know. I know. I know. It helped me get off pop though. And then now I found Ouroboros, which is really good in case anybody's interested in that. They have really random flavors. Um, But I (laughs) just got a McDonald's Coke the other day and I tried it and I like it. Oh, you don't like too much now because it was just oh, like, yeah. whoa. it is and that's whoa. why <clears throat> I think I love it like it, it I usually crave it when maybe like my stomach's not feeling great and I just need mm. something to like, kill my insights yep <laughs> kill the very thing that is trying to kill me like it's my secret attack yeah. against my own stomach yeah. there just is my- a reason why it's so good and I can't remember what it is there's like a top <laughs> secret not so secret reason why they have on the google yeah so superior to other cokes yeah there is a reason glass bottle you name it that was always better and there was a while that some of the and maybe they still are some of the mcdonald's were carrying burners and i just loved that i love oh my gosh no ginger ale is only made listen this is i'm a michigander okay verner's any ginger ale is only for when you're sick yeah, and you wanted yeah. to stay home from school, period. Yep. That's that it. is not like a, gee, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go grab uh, a Verner's. It's so good. It's so good. If you're not from Michigan, you don't even know what Verner's is. Verner's, you know, it's ginger ale. Even the dry, right? When, yeah, get it dry. But spicier, like it hits harder. It does hit different and it's gross. It is. Oh my. You put lemon in it. And heat it up in a microwave, it's a whole thing. This is 
this is the thing. You guys haven't had to live without it. When I was in El Paso for years, you didn't, I couldn't get it. And Canada Dry just does not hit the spot. It's kind of like Bridget, how you're saying LaCroix is not like pop, Mm -hmm. right? It it feels that way. Like Canada Dry, like it's just so. I I just, I've lived without it now for um, 20 years because the last time I had it was when my, you know, dad gave it to me when I was sick because that was his go-to. It's still my mom's. My mom likes it just in general also, but no, no, no. Yeah, I think my dad liked it. I feel so judged. I feel so judged. Um, I guess who thought that, you know, we didn't do a controversial Easter food episode this year. So this places it. (laughs) Next holiday, look out. We're going pop edition. (laughs) <laughs> we are we are well we as usual went over today because we just love to talk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well danielle thank you for sharing jet's little baby story we're so grateful that the delivery went well you're healthy everyone's healthy and that you're doing good and we're excited to be back in front of the screen and recording some fresh episodes so what are some closing thoughts before we say goodbye i still think jet's name should be marshall um, I mean, Jet is a great name. I love it. Yeah. And I love him and I love his little face. He's so cute. But Marshall. Fair. That's fair. fair. <laughs> so good final thoughts from Bridget Danielle. <laughs> I'm just glad to be back. This is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is fun. This is fun. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and check us out next week for another exciting topic. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.